Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. Quick one before I let you listen to the pod. Uh, something's been itching at me for a few weeks, really since October 7th. And it was something that Father Peter McVeary said to us on the podcast maybe four or five years ago now. He said about how people are exceptional at compassion, but aren't always so great at solidarity. And he didn't mean it in a negative sense. He meant, you know, you could be watching a documentary or you could be watching a, you know, a, a film based on true story or, or just an ad for Focus Ireland and you will feel empathy for the people who are suffering. You may even be compelled to, you know, donate to the charity or do this, but we don't necessarily move beyond that into the realm of, you know, uh, maybe volunteering at a homeless shelter or getting involved in community homeless uh, um, support groups, finding out where your local direct provision centre is and seeing if there's ways you can help. But the other thing that really bothered me, and it's something personal, is that I obviously know that the Tortoise Shack relies on compassion. Without compassion, without your compassion of becoming a member and paying it forward, we can't exist. So compassion is really important. In fact, compassion maybe gives us the space to act in solidarity that we can help put forward voices that you don't maybe hear everywhere else, conversations that I feel are underrepresented in much of mainstream and we can continue to do that because of your compassion, because you've joined us on the Patreon feed, because you're giving us the fiver a month. So I suppose this is my long-winded way of saying that, you know, as someone who relies entirely on compassion to keep the lights on and the mics on, you can't even have solidarity without compassion. But much more importantly, you cannot have change without active solidarity. So I am going to continue to ask people to help us keep it going. I am going to ask you to click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise because I believe in what we're trying to do. And I think lots of you do as well. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and folks, we will continue as long as we can to speak to people on the ground in Gaza. In this podcast, you'll hear two voices that you're familiar with now. Dr. Rifa Alarir joins us to talk about what is happening in Gaza City. And our friend Zach sent us a voice note about a terrifying situation whereby they have dropped leaflets telling them they have to get out. You have three hours because we're going to bomb the camp where he is currently with his family. It's at times of this where we feel completely powerless and unable to actually change things. But trust me, we can. We can demand this change. If you listen to Rifa, we need to get out on the streets. We need to protest. We need to tell politicians that this is not acceptable. We will not stand by and watch a modern day genocide and ethnic cleansing take place in Gaza. We will not watch a debt swap. A debt swap for, for land. Israel is talking about giving $20 billion towards the Egyptians' debt with the World Bank to get them to accept people into the Sinai Desert. Think about how barbaric and how cruel and how disgusting it is that people can be a financial instrument during this horrible, horrible conflict. Too many people have already died. Too many children have already died. Israel has suffered so much. It's the brutality of what happened on October 7th, nothing justifies what happened on October 7th. But what's happened since is also an absolute catastrophe, a, a failure of, of humanity. It's it's man's inhumanity to, to man. And we need to call stop. We need a ceasefire as a minimum. So, so please raise your voices, get your feet on the street, protest wherever you can. Let the politicians know that this is not going to happen on our watch. Never again means never again for anyone. And let's remember that. 
I'm delighted to be rejoined by Dr. Rifa Alarir. Uh, listeners will be well aware of Rifa. He has been continuing to talk about the persecution now, Rifa, I put it to you, of the Palestinian people in Gaza. Uh, Rifa, how are you? Um, how, and thank you for taking the time to talk to me yet again in the most difficult of circumstances. How are, how are you and how are your family? Uh, we're terrified, Tony, uh, to put it simple. Uh, we're terrified. Uh, the drones haven't stopped for probably three, four days now. The artillery, the shelling, the bombing, the yeah. aircraft, the machine guns, the uh, the war, uh, the 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 warships. Uh, I'm still in Gaza City, and I uh, we constantly hear the uh, the explosions. Just uh, now, I uploaded some videos on on Twitter or to uh, explosions taking place around uh, 200 meters. Uh, the the place where we're staying is mostly filled with uh, gunpowder and uh, dust. I sent my uh, my kids downstairs, so just hoping they don't have to 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 breathe a lot of this. And I think you can hear some of the rumbling of the explosion. I, I, I can I can hear the explosions in the background. There there. Um... Go ahead. No no no. They're just they're just. I can I can hear two things. I can always hear the hum of drones, and I can hear the explosions intermittently breaking in between the drones. And it must be absolutely terrifying for you as a father. But I also note in the last little while, your aunt's um, home has been hit as well. So it's 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 come. I know so many people are losing loved ones, but in the last thirty six hours, we've seen. You know, war crimes striking a refugee camp, whereby the the Jabalaya refugee camp, which, by the way, folks, has been hit several times before this happened. Okay, let's be very clear on this. It happened before October seventh, but one of the things that happened this time is they said, well, by their logic, it was to hit a, a Hamas member at the current rate that they're killing people, at the current rate that they're killing innocent civilians. They would be justified blowing up our state, our national football stadium with fifty thousand people, if they thought there was a couple of hundred people in there who were members of Hamas. Rifat, it's it's completely disproportionate. It's never been proportionate. Israel has always uh, punished uh, Palestine. I don't think this is punishment or collective punishment because Israel has no right to punish. Israel has no right to exist as an occupying power. The occupation has to end. This is all brutality. And it's a brutality that started with the British uh, mandate in, in the 1917. And later on, when the Zionists even attacked a British and bombed the David uh, Hotel, killing uh, many Palestinians and British, British soldiers. And then the British did what they, what they did. So the Palestinians have been exposed to non-stop series of massacres, uh, systematic ethnic cleansing from the 30s, from the, from the 40s, at a time when, when Hitler was massacring and uh, sending Jews to uh, concentration camps. Sadly, many of those Zionists were doing similar uh, hideous crimes to native Palestinians who mostly welcome Jewish immigrants coming to uh, to Palestine. So what's happening here is an extermination camp. Gaza is no longer a concentration camp. It's no longer a ghetto. It's no longer an open air prison, even because we can't breathe. Even breathing fresh air is, is, is now is now a luxury. And I'm 
the bombings here taking place every couple of uh, minutes, sometimes three times per minute. The kids every time, you know, shaking and uh, Amal trying to, 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 you know, to protect her ears against the, the sounds running away to the hallway. This is not, uh, I, I wouldn't call this a collective punishment because like Israel has no right to, 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 to punish. Israel is not our father, it's not our parent to punish us, to ground us if we mis- misbehave. And, and yes, the, the massacres, uh, now we, we number them. Jabalia massacre one, massacre two, massacre three, and it's non-stop. It's, it's, we are past 10,000 Palestinians, uh, some of them still under the rubble. They can't be, uh, uh, you know, rescued or removed from the rubble. And I'm really thinking of those little ones who, who were trapped for days and then they died because nobody came to the help because that the first responders, the fire brigade, the ambulances are not allowed. They are always targeted. And you can see the videos. People do the digging. They remove the, 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 the blocks and the, uh, everything with their own bare hands. So what's happening here is textbook genocide, as many genocide scholars have been saying in the past for the past uh, three weeks. Yeah, and 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 I have to say, it's 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 very disheartening to people to, to, that people will actually could challenge that because it is absolutely the definition. It reaches the definition of of genocide and attempted ethnic cleansing now because. You know, Gaza City is one of the oldest cities in in in, in the world, and it's been and it's been systematically destroyed. And we know now that people are, you know, being told. Um, we've seen the plans. The plans have been published. Move everybody to the Sinai. Um, I I quoted uh, the Israeli Heritage Minister yep. recently, who who yesterday tweeted that you know it'll look beautiful once we clear it. And uh, we can give the land to the soldiers who've destroyed Gaza and some of the people from some of the settlers. This is, we're not making this up. This is what they're, they're tweeting. They're saying it openly, um, Rifa. It's, it, it's, it's terrifying that one phone call from Joe Biden could probably stop all of this. And yet here we are. They won't even, they, they say, if we call for a ceasefire, it, it may risk more lives because Hamas will then be able to rearm. I mean, it's, exactly. That's what what happens when when you say, "Okay, I I want to to squash this ant because if I don't squash it, it might hurt me in in, in ten years or five years." Well, get get the hell away out of its way. That's the problem here. The problem is that they still refuse to start the problem to understand the problem. The problem, or they know, but they don't want to admit. The problem is the occupation. And probably many people have been saying this. This is not about October the 7th. This is not, there will be other October the 7th, even if Israel silences Palestinians in Gaza, especially for 20. Because if you look at history, when, with 19, for, uh, 1948, uh, 20 years later, there was the PLO and other leftist groups, the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. And then that with the occupation of Gaza, 20 years later, there was the first uh, uprising into Fada. And then 10 years later, so every time Israel exterminates, ethnically cleanses Palestinians, uh, occupies them, harasses them, humiliates them, it creates Palestinians. Mows the lawn, Rifa. Mows the lawn is the phrase they've used. What's that? Yeah, yeah. 
They say we they mow the lawn. Okay, you mow the lawn, but later on, grass. It's the nature of grass to grow to grow back, and it's the nature of life for people to want to be free. People want to be free. But 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 Rifa, they put it to you then. It's like that. This is the risk we're taking because they can, can mow the lawn every now and then, as long as they can hold power in Israel and hold on to power. But but now we're at this central point whereby they've realized. And I think they've realized that they said, well, we don't, we won't settle now for mowing the lawn. Now they want Approved to it, right? effectively, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a brutal uprooted and pull and pull it all out. And that is just kind of a terrifying thing. Can I ask you, um, I know, you know, you and I probably, I, I'm a, I'm a, I, I saw you say something about Marxists earlier. I hate to tell you, pal, I'm pretty much of a Marxist myself, but, but it's because of that, that we don't want to see any lives lost. Yet this fighting now on the streets, that the Israeli invasion is happening. And of course, um, the Al-Qassam brigades are fighting back. Is this now going to be a bloody street fight uh, on top of the con- constant bombardment? I- I, I don't think so. I was I think I tweeted something about this saying it's a, it's going to be a miracle if Palestinians do any tiny little resistance or reaction to the brutality because uh, from afar the reports say there is fierce uh, resistance here. There is. But what Israel does is that it keeps bombarding a particular place for hours and hours, sometimes days and days, destroying homes, destroying roads. Uh, destroying trees, and I also say that if they if they doubt that there is some some kind of you know anybody hiding behind the tree, they would drop a one million uh, like a one ton bomb to 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 just destroy this place. And then they they try to roll into Gaza at night. And despite this, we find we've seen these fascinating, stunning attacks by Palestinian resistance, especially Al Qassam brigades coming from the tunnels. Uh, and approaching the tanks, dropping uh, 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 grenades on, on, on soldiers. This is miraculous. This only happens in movies, but this is how much Palestinians believe in their right to, to defend themselves, to defend their very existence. So while Israel scorches the earth, destroys everything, I, 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 in my opinion, it's going to be like a couple, a week, maximum two weeks, and Israel is going to be at a Shifa hospital, controlling all Gaza and opening fire and killing people. And somebody was asked, asking this question, why don't people just surrender, raise their hands and raise a white flag? I told him some people did this and already got bombarded. The, the, the taxi you saw probably... I, I, I watched the, I watched the video and, of the tank. And today, that, um, uh, the same thing f- happened today. A yeah. family was heading south. And they were hit by uh, an Israeli an Israeli shell. So even if you want to flee, to evacuate, you will be killed. And this is what's going to happen. And Israel is always ready with the lies, with the fabrications. They're going to open fire okay. and kill people, kill Israeli soldiers, kill Israeli uh, uh, settlers, kept uh, uh, held in, 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 in Gaza. And then at the end of the day, they're going to say uh, Hamas fighters killed them. They were killed because Hamas did this and... and I, and and I accept that because we've seen that, that like there has been nothing but uh, misinformation and propaganda from the IDF. I just also am kind of really I I mourn all life. I don't want anybody to die. And I saw when seven people were seven Israeli soldiers were killed. The the Israeli defense minister said that's the price of war. Uh-huh. 
and I think you're a ba- you're a bastard as well because that's some mother's son, somebody's brother, somebody's husband, somebody's. And I don't want to see anybody killed. So I want to see it all stop. But I but I agree with you completely that the IDF cannot be trusted and the Israeli government cannot be trusted because we have seen the the situations I quoted at the beginning of this chat we had about how one of them has the the heritage minister has tweeted about. You know, giving the land to the soldiers who are fighting. This is, you know, this is old school Roman logic where, you know, you join the legion and you make your fortune. This is crazy shit. Like, um, and it is that bad. Can I, can I ask you though, yet again, I know you said it's, it's, I spoke to, um, a friend, Zach, uh, a few, yeah, yeah. over the last few days. You've, you, you've seen Zach the videos. He's, he's been absolutely phenomenal in speaking out. The situation just in, in terms of water and food. Gaza is facing a much more in not several crises on several fronts. One of them is hunger, and as I've said to you before, if nothing kills like hunger, what is the situation like right now for for you, your family, and and, and the people who you are currently staying with? As and, and the problem is that with what little food we have that is already running out, and even the water, as Israel keep suffocating Gaza, gets deeper and deeper into Gaza City, it means people will lose some of these resources. Like, uh, if you go down the stairs, they'll find two street vendors selling tomato, uh, potato, uh, cucumber, and basically, probably peppers, green peppers. And that's it. Because they have a piece of land here and there. But if the tanks roll into these areas, they destroy everything, and then we don't have it. And uh, just yesterday, oh, Oh, that's yeah. close, Rifa. That's that, yeah. That's close. It's been it's been like this for for a couple of days now. Very very close bombardment, and not sure if you could hear some of the debris hitting around. killing the kids to get away from the uh, the windows. Aye, yeah, the not windows. that it matters when uh, when something hit, no, hits the building. That. I understand. So yeah, like it's it's killing by by hunger, and this is. Uh, a trademark European weapon. It, this is this is England all over again. England and and Ireland, oh, England and, Beng- and, and India and, and Bengal, the Bengal hunger in the fifty years ago. Um, Rifa, look, I, I'm I'm conscious it might not be safe for us to continue this call for much longer. Um, I would I would ask you one one. One final question would be if you can hang on to just if yeah. if there was if if there was one appeal you could make because we have got you know the 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 ears of the world are listening to to these podcasts as they go out my my appeal would be for the Irish government to use its influence in the so-called Irish White House to get them to call on Israel to stop what what would your uh, appeal be to people right now in terms of anyone who's listening exactly now? my appeal is to the people to the masses not to the politicians because those politicians believe that their future their their career their everything is tied to Israel what kind of world is this this is by the way in itself this is anti-semitic american politicians and one there was one Amer- american congressman i think who came to Israel and wore Israeli army uniform. This is disgraceful. Those people are telling the, the, the world that Israel is controlling us. And this in itself is anti-Semitic, telling that uh, we, we obey Israel because Israel is powerful. It can punish us in future elections. Uh, and, and I believe many of those people react out like 
uh, Lindsey Graham, for example. Lindsey Graham is a white supremacist. He is uh, a far-right uh, bigot, and he supports Israel because he believes in, in the rapture. He believes that at the end of the day, uh, the Christians will kill the Jews if they don't be convert to, to Christianity, not because they like Israel. Israel knows this, but because these Christians, these Zionist Christians now hate Palestinians and Muslims more, uh, Israel uh, 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 loves them. So my message to the masses is to take to the streets, to pressure their politicians, to tell them we can punish you. If you fear Israel's punishment, the Israeli lobby's punishment, our punishment is going to be even more. If you don't call for a ceasefire, if you don't do whatever you can do to pressure Israel into ending this genocide, it means you will be punished beyond imagination, not in this election, in all elections uh, uh, to, to, uh, uh, to come. This is my message that I keep repeating, and hopefully the pressure will, with uh, uh, tomorrow and after tomorrow, people taking to the streets, hopefully we'll see millions of people uh, adding uh, uh, more pressure on politicians to end this genocide. Rifa, I'm, I'll let you go now as quickly as you can and be try. And, and again, that, I almost said that pointless phrase again, didn't I? I almost said stay safe. <laughs> it's it's something I wish I didn't have to keep saying, but here we are yet again. Um, but I, I will say I really share your, your, your view that pressure has to come on and it is anti-Semitic because... This is the Jewish friends of mine informed me of this. My Jewish friends have told me how the idea that somehow the um, the Jewish puppet masters pulling the strings and this is what's happening that uh, because, you know, the Palestinian people can't do it. It has to be the Jews behind it. And as you say, white Christian fundamentalists, uh, this is this is um, this is part of their insane beliefs, particularly in parts of the, the US, it has to be said. But uh, it still does not excuse what has been happening in the UK and within the EU. The There needs to be much more action taken. So, look, I really appreciate you taking the time while you can with the limited reception that you get. I know our listeners really appreciate it. And we do stand in solidarity with the Palestinian people at this very, very, very difficult time. Thank you. you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Look, look, folks, we'll leave it there. We hope to bring you um, another few voices over the, la- over the next 24 hours. But uh, please, please, please listen to what Rifa said. We need to get out on the streets. We need to get out on the streets and demand that th- that we put pressure on politicians across the globe to stop this. Talk to you soon. Take care. That was Dr. Rifa Al-Arir, who, as you can hear, is very close to where bombs are falling. And it's a terrifying thing to think that we've now got to the point where, even when I'm recording now, the noise of the drones and the sounds of the bombs aren't as startling as they were a few weeks ago. Indeed, not as startling as they were when we started talking to people in Gaza over six years ago on this podcast. Um, I'm going to play for you now a short voice note from Zach, as promised, about the latest and what's happening in the beach camp that he is staying at with his family. And we'll wrap the pod at that. Uh, thanks so much for everybody who has been listening, supporting, sharing. Thanks to everybody who has uh, chipped in and helped kept this show on the road. We have no other way of keeping it going without you chipping in. That's why I do those Patreon appeals, because literally without them, there's no mics on, there's no bills paid, and this podcast ceases to exist. So thank you for your support. But if you're not a member, please do consider joining us. I think while the podcast is free, I do think it has a value, and I think lots of you believe that too. That's enough of me. I'll leave you with Zach now. Hi, uh, I am at the beach camp at the moment. The situation is very, very dangerous. They drop 
leaflets warning people to leave the camp in three hours and they are going to bomb the camp and we don't know what's go what's re what really is going to happen to us some people they left their homes and they gone to some schools but most people are still in their homes because they know place to go and they prefer to die in their homes and please please we ask for a ceasefire this has to stop this genocide has to stop it's not fair it's a criminal it's shame shameful on all humanity please stop this please ceasefire now we want ceasefire the, the casualties most are or all of them are civilians kids women all civilians in their homes those are the targets of the israeli planes airplanes and fighter jets please this has to stop where is the world where is the humanity we are humans we are on the planet earth we are like everyone else on this planet please stop this tony and martin martin and tony speaking to interesting people only it's the Subscribe now on Patreon.